I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to the This Is Ibrits podcast. I'm your host, Ross Chalmers, and this is the warm-up as we take a look back at a lot of the talking points from Rangers 2-2 draw with PSV last night in the first leg of the Champions League playoff. First of all, tonight I've got joining me is Jock. Jock, how are you? Not too bad, mate. Looking forward to stuck in, talk about it. Yeah, it's quite a lot to talk about, actually, from last night for one game. It's quite interesting, a lot of the dynamics from the game. So, yeah, looking forward to getting stuck into myself. And David as well, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. No, but on the well. Glad to be back. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely glad to be back. I was uh, just saying on the old Twitter as well. It's nice that it's probably the most positive result of the season so far. That's my first one, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, David, I, I usually get pulled out for the negative stuff, so <laughs> I'm here tonight. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going on there. I'm usually the one that's thrown in to deal with that. But thankfully, yeah, as in in terms of it, it was only a draw last night, but I think there was a lot of positive signs for Rangers, and and we'll get stuck right into that. Uh, just the agenda for the night, guys. We'll run through the game from last night. All the goals scored, conceded any big chances we think maybe should have been taken. We'll maybe have a wee talk about some of the individual performances from last night, positive and negative. I think there's a few in there. Uh, we'll have a wee look at what this means for next week in Eindhoven and potentially who made a case to play this weekend against Ross County. I would imagine there's going to be some rotation, but are there some players in, that, in there that have to stay in? Um, and if we have time, we'll, we'll maybe touch upon... The, the B team result today in playing against uh, Hamilton Ackies. I think they won 4-2 and, and Tom Lawrence managed to get in, uh, in the score sheet. So that's really positive news from his perspective. So it'll be worthwhile jumping into that if we can. So we'll just get cracked right in. Um, Jock, I'll come to you first with this because I had the privilege of doing the game last night for the podcast with Craig Dennett. Uh, we had our reaction to the lineup last night and I think this is worth covering now. Um, no Danilo in the starting lineup last night. I think that I think a lot of heads were turned with that decision. This is a, a player that we've brought in this summer for between five and six million pounds. He's looked probably the best of the three so far in terms of forward positions. If you maybe don't count Sam Lammers, but I suppose that's another conversation we don't need to get into at this point. Were you surprised by that decision from Michael Beale last night, Jock? No, I wasn't personally surprised. Um, I seen the reaction to it on Twitter was was mostly negative. Um, a lot of questions asked, but my thought process was, Dessers has got a good record against PSV, so that would be the reason you'd stick him in the team. Um, you know, he had a role to play. I don't think he did too badly. Obviously, we'll discuss that later on. Um, so it wasn't much of a surprise to me. Um, considering the way we we're going to play, I thought the, the more surprise was Sima. Um, but then when you, when you look at the game and how the game panned out, Sima probably was the right choice for the pace and, and the physicality up front and that, that side. So not too much of a surprise for me personally. 
Yeah, I mean, you spoke about Sima there. That first 40 minutes, we'll get right into it because I'm, I'm not really sure what happened to Abdullah Sima last night in that first 40 minutes, but look, he recovered well and we'll get stuck into that. Dave, that, I'm, I'm keen for your thoughts on this as well. Um, I have seen a lot of different opinions on social media today. I've seen a lot, uh, like Jock's opinion, that understand why Dessers is playing and he gets the nod, but we have seen Danilo and Dessers playing together quite regularly. I thought that would be the lineup he goes for. What, what did you make of that decision last night? So I was surprised that uh, Dessers went in in place of Danilo. I wouldn't have been so surprised to see them together, like you've just mentioned. Um, but I don't want to be too harsh on Dessers, but obviously he's come in, he's behind everyone else. We know he needs game time to get up to speed. And I have to be honest, for me, that was the biggest concern, was you've taken Danilo off, he looks a lot more match sharp. You've flung Dessers in his place, who... You know, is ultimately short of match fitness. Looks like he's lagging a bit behind the group. I understand he needs minutes to get up to fitness, but I wouldn't necessarily have expected to see that in a Champions League qualifier. That said, you know, we'll get into it, but he didn't make too bad a pass for that second. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely get stuck into that. I, I raved about that pass uh, last night, and I'm willing to do the same again in this podcast. I will not hold back because I thought it was phenomenal. We will come to that. Um, I agree with a lot of the points that, that you've made there as well. We'll just jump into the, the first half from last night then, maybe give you my perspective. I'll come to you first on this, Jock. I, I thought... I thought PSV started really, really well last night. It's probably what I expected. I, I I actually thought they ran over the top of us, really, in midfield. I really didn't think we could get a grip of them at all, especially in central areas. Every time they picked the ball up central, they were away. They were breaking quickly. And I'm actually surprised they didn't create better chances than, than I expected them to create last night with the amount of possession they had. See, when you were watching that first half, were you, were you worried in terms of where this tie could go? Because I, I, I have to be honest, it, it spells in that first half last night, I thought the tie could get away from us because I genuinely felt the way PSV were playing was another level from what we would, what we even expected last year. I think they're up again. So how did you feel watching that? It was, you knew it was going to be the first sort of 20 minutes. I thought if we don't start and get at them, it's going to, the game's going to, we're going to do what we always do. We sort of sit back and we regress and then we invite the team on to us. But they were on to us quite quickly. And like you say, they're picking up the second ball and they were looking to go and attack straight away. The transition was very quick from picking up the second ball. And what also I picked up on was see their short passing 10 to 15, five yards between each other. They were picking us off, they were passing around us. And I thought, geez, we're in, we're in for a, a, a real slog match here of backs against the wall, trying to keep this down, trying to, you know, because even like the early game press from ourselves, it wasn't working because you could see the players were pointing at each other and, and Campbell was telling you need to go here and Desh was, was going here and it just wasn't working. Second half that improved. And in a sense, it sort of obviously got us the first goal right at the end of the, the, the first half. But the first, I'd say, 30, 35 minutes of press from the front just wasn't working at all for us. Um, but again, yeah, I was that was exactly what I was expecting. I thought they would they would pass rings around us. I think they did in spells in that first half. I think you're completely correct. I, I, I And you've made a really good point about the press in there. It was something I highlighted last night. I felt we were kind of stuck between both. Yeah. We weren't sure whether we wanted to press them high and, and make it difficult for them or whether we wanted to be compact. And I actually looked between the players, they weren't sure, which yeah. I thought was a bit of a worrying sign. If the first half an hour you're not really sure of the instructions, I'm not really sure what's went wrong there, but I suppose it's not as simplistic as that. I'm sure there's certain areas where Rangers want to press, there's a bit of confusion, so we'll maybe let them away with it. But I totally agree with uh, some of your points there when it, when it came to us kind of approaching the game and, and trying to make it difficult for PSV. There's a couple of comments here, and I'll, I'll come to you on this one, Dave. Um, Ian, very own Ian Mitchell says, can see why Gary is wanted by big, big teams. Just wish he'd move on before next week. I think we yeah. all share the same opinion there. Yeah, RFC, yep. Gary's different class, was hoping he'd be off to Bayern by now. So <sighs> Me too. <laughs> he's probably one that, of course, we will have to focus on PSV from an individual point too much, okay? But I think Gary kind of summed up 
why PSV were being successful in that first half. He was willing to take the ball in tight areas. We did see he got picked for the goal, so he will take risks in possession, but he was always the link between everyone and he was helping PSV play out and play through. Did you feel last night watching him that we had to get a grip of him or we didn't really have a chance in this game? Because that was the way I felt yeah. in the first half. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, it's a bit of a tough one because they can rotate. So if we do yeah. start trying to mark him out the game, they're just going to rotate someone in. And, you know, Sangare is an amazing player. I don't think anyone's going to deny that, but they have got other good players as well. I think... Overall, we need to quash that midfield. Part of me almost feels, and it's weird because I've spent most of last season cursing it, but part of me almost felt like we needed two holding mids there to try and follow them back a bit. Now, I know that gives up a bit of our attacking threat, but I don't know. It was just, they were passing around us, as you've said. They were targeting our fullback positions as well, using the space on the wings really, really well. They seem to go, and I mentioned this in the group chat last night, but with us having a kind of wide player and almost a central player in behind Dessers, I feel like sometimes it makes us a wee bit lopsided. We leave a little bit of mistake, uh, sorry, a wee bit of space, and that immediately they were taking advantage of it. They were firing the balls out to the wing, and you could see us struggling to cope with that. I think that's probably summed up quite nicely by the fact Born and Tav for the first two yellows. Yeah, I, I felt for the fullbacks last night because I know that yeah. both Tavernier and Barisic have had criticism lately, but I think last night they're up against two quality wingers. And if it's one on ones constantly, um, I know I would very much struggle playing at any level of football, just <laughs> constantly one on one trying to defend someone, especially with a bit of pace and trickery. So, it's not an easy shift. Um, I think they done well to get through the game last night. I think they both improved in the second half. You made a really good point there, David, and this is maybe something we'll come on to the, in, at the end of the podcast, maybe what next week should look like. The two holding midfielders thing, um, I think that is something we might go to. Uh, and I'm, I'll get your opinion on this as well. I felt the game, in the, probably just the first half, I think he started to find a game in the second half, but I thought the game in the first half passed Jose Cifuentes by. I really thought he just didn't, he couldn't make any impact. That was in possession and out of possession. He was just a bit short. That's not writing the player off in any way at all. It's going to take him a time to adapt to to this, you know, European football, especially of that level of European football. Did you feel that's where we kind of lacked a wee bit last night? Because if you are essentially one man down in midfield against a quality team like this, you're going to get, you're going to feel it, aren't you? Yeah, and I think. I think that was evident, as you say, just the sheer pace of the game. I think domestically he can get away with it because, yeah. okay, it might not be quite as kind of slow as it is over in the States, but equally it's not that kind of quick. Let's be honest here, outside of the Champions League, and I include that mob, we're not going to face a better team than PSV this year. So... I think, yes, it was evident. I think he has shown quality since he came in, but I think he did struggle last night, absolutely. Yeah, it's just one of those games where I think that it, it, it just takes a wee bit of time for a player to adapt to that level. If he's came into Scotland domestic football, you get a lot of time in the ball, you can take your time a wee bit. It's actually been a nice way to kind of get him integrated in to Rangers. And that last night was very much, right, well, let's see if you can swim now. You know, you're playing against top level. Off the deep end. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- and I think he struggled, but uh, it's it's not a problem at all. Um, Rangers got through the, and they got the result that, arguably that they, they maybe felt was the best they could get with it when they started the game last night. So it's not all negative. It's just something that's worth highlighting. That, and I'm sure Jose Fuentes will continue to get better. Jock, you're going to get the, the real positive part of the first half then. Um, it's the Abdallah Sima goal. I think we mentioned before that, well, in my opinion, he was struggling big time. Didn't look like a player that had any confidence. Uh, if he had possession, he wasn't really willing to take on his man. He was waiting for Borna on the outside when he was on the halfway line. Just, it just didn't look like a player that was willing to take a risk. It's a really good goal. Uh, Raskam presses, win the ball back. It comes to Dessers, he cuts the ball back. And it's an, a wonderful finish from Dallasuma. The keeper has got no chance. What did you make of that goal? And and how did you think in terms of like the balance of the game? Could that have made that? Because goals change game, doesn't it? PSV were better up until that point. That goal comes in. Do you think, right, this is where we can really kick on now? 
Uh, I thought obviously we did, we took the battering, especially to my mates and the other the, uh, well, not Rangers fans. I said, yeah, we've been battered this half, but typical one sort of moment which we have, and it's it's fantastic, it's incredible. Um, it's interesting that the, the, the press came from Raskin. The press, the press came from the midfield, not the front line. Yeah, and that's what's caused the issue. You know, the balls fell, fell to him, and he he's, he couldn't hit it any sweeter. And for that entire forty minutes, he'd been running about. Like you see, he was doing nothing. He wasn't offering anything. He was coming back when he should have been driving forward. Like you see, he was coming back to pass to Borna, and then he didn't really try to run the channel for Borna to hit him again. He just didn't really seem to do anything positive at all, and he was getting absolute pelters online. The, the abuse he was getting was ridiculous, and then it's just suddenly wiped clean. <laughs> That's football. Did you see? Did you see that one five ten minutes before the goal where he knocked it up the line like he had the right idea? The defender started running and he just gave up. Yeah, he literally yeah. just stopped. I, I was raging when at that point. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the stands were the same as social media last night, Jog. There was a lot of um, real negativity towards Abdalasima last night, probably because I don't think people were looking at him thinking there's not a player with ability in there. It just looked like he wasn't willing to to do the things that maybe take a risk in a game of football. Yeah. Uh, and that was disappointing to see, especially when you've been given the nod to go out there. It's a big opportunity for you. You've you've got the nod against Danilo, who's a permanent signing, a big signing. And he didn't really grab it. Six million pound outlay, you know. Exactly. So exactly. Look, I said this last night as well. Um I think if you have a 40 minutes like that in football and you can bang a, a, you know, a shot of that into the top corner, it does show that there is a bit of character there because we've yeah. probably all played football at all levels. You've seen it with professional footballers. It is sometimes difficult to to bring yourself back up to speed when you're having a poor game. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. And I actually thought he responded quite well in the second half as well before he went off. So I, 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 I'm trying to give some positives for him there outside of the goal. But I think overall... And I'll get your thoughts on this, David. I think we do need to see a wee bit more from Abdalasima now. I think he's been in here long enough. He was one of the one of the kind of first signings of the window. I think he was fifth, but it was early on. Yeah. Need to see a wee bit more. It's clearly shown last night he's got the ability. We just need to see it a wee bit more consistently. Yeah, so I remember um when we went over to Germany in preseason, Beal actually called out Sima and Lammers as the two yeah. that since they'd come in had taken part in every single session so he's clearly had time to integrate with the team he is clearly fit hmm. i don't know if it's a mentality thing mate I, I don't know what he's struggling with i mean maybe we're holding too high hopes for him just because he's come from brighton and they seem to be selling players for 100 million a pop there and there but it, it feels like there's a player in there i just think yeah. we've yet to really see it i mean that goal was a moment of class, but if he can take that sort of moment and impose himself on a game properly, and even if he's only producing one moment like that a game or even every two games, but he's got that consistency outside it, I think the fans will take to more than. But yeah. he he is responsible for that. He has to push on now. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I think he has to show a lot more, especially when he's getting the nod from the manager. He, he needs to show it, regardless of whether he's a lone player or a permanent signing. When you're here, you've got to give everything. You've got to show everything. I'm sure he is uh, from the inside. It just looks like he's maybe just waiting for a wee bit more of that, that confidence to come. And listen, hopefully that last night helps him. Ah, him on. And I think you can say that with a lot of the new signings. You're hoping that these big moments, the goals, can really push them on. So, yeah, well, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be positive about it. Um Joe, I'll come back to you then. Uh, just summarise half-time, to be honest with you. It's not much point jumping into it. I think we were all the same, very much probably fortunate to be ahead, if we're honest, um, based on the balance of the game. But that's football. Uh, these things can happen sometimes. You can grab a chance. And, and PSV weren't clinical enough when they got to the final third, so that's on them. We'll just jump into the second half. I thought Rangers came out okay. thought PSV came out with a bit of a point to prove, and they, and they get their goal. Uh, it's down the left-hand side. It's crossed to the back post. I actually thought they were going to have to recycle possession and start again, but they actually bring the ball back in. I think it's in the half volley. There's a dummy, and Sagari comes in and finishes it. What did you What did you make of that that PSV goal? Because personally, I, I just thought that was a really good goal watching that last night. 
Yeah, I think I think initial thing it looked like a soft goal to lose, but when you I looked back again there before we come on, and it's it's a good goal because it's played in a dangerous area, and the guy sells the dummy well, yeah. and it's just there's nobody marking, and then by the time he tucks the ball in, I think it's Goldson and I think it's Tav are the two that are trying realise he's unmarked and they sort of go out, but he's he's, he's tucked it away. I thought it was a good goal. Well, we were split, you know, clean through the middle of that of that. That eighteen yard box, the ball comes in. The dummy, the dummy's brilliant, and what can you do? You know, you see, these aren't the guys on march, so it's such a tidy finish. Yeah, it's one of those goals, I think, Jog, where you just kind of hold your hands up, and, yeah. and you can all and you can always do things better from a defensive point of view. As I'm sure, if you sit down and analyze Rangers' shape or whatever, they could have done some things better. But it's a really well worked goal from PSV, and sometimes you just got to accept that, and you've got to move on. And they did respond well. Um, David, we made a couple of substitutions not long after that, I believe. Uh, I think it was John Lundstrom and Ryan Matondo came on for Seema and Ryan Jack. Yeah, I think we've seen a bit of an instant impact from both players. I thought John Lundstrom was getting around the pitch well. He was making his presence known. And I, I think this is a game last night that really, really suits him when you're not going to have a lot of the ball and he can use his physicality and he can pick balls and he can intercept. So I thought that was really good to see from him and hopefully that gives him a bit of confidence again. But Rami Matondo, let's talk about Rami Matondo. It's the it's the title of this podcast. I think it comes down to you know long term what we see from. Him. But let's talk let's talk about the goal first of all. Um, Todd Cantwell breaks breaks the Todd Cantwell midfield. Does really well. Flicks over the PSV midfielder. He drives into the center of the park again. Really good from Todd Cantwell. He finds Serial Desers on the right hand side. Everyone in the ground, I think, thinks Serial Desers is offside last night. And, and, I, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that weirdly takes the pressure off Serial Dessers and he just thinks, well, I'm just going to try and play this pass then. If I'm <laughs> off, I'll just try and get us in. It's a perfectly weighted pass. It, it couldn't have been any better. Rubabi Matondo doesn't need to take a touch. He just needs to set himself and he slots it away. What did you make of that goal last night? I thought it was really, really, really like top goal from us. I, I mean, as you probably saw, Ross, I, I was saying in the group chat, Dessers has struggled so far for me, right? He really has. Um, I know sort of Gav sticks up from a few others have said they've seen bits and seen the occasional moment, but not much, which is why I was so surprised. I think for that goal, yes, absolutely amazing finish by Rabi Matondo, but I have to put my hands up and be fair. That is as much down to that pass from Dessers as it is the finish from Matondo. Matondo finishes it beautifully, but you wouldn't have seen many better passes than that this year. Um, you know, he took the entire defence out right on a plate from Matondo just to nicely slot it in. So, yeah, hand, hands up, you know. <laughs> as much as I criticise the guy, I think with that, he probably justified his selection. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. I think we've all made uh, early judgments on players in football games that's came back to bite us. I was very much the same last night with Abdel Asim. I think probably everyone on the ground was the same last night, right? So we've all done it. Um, Pete Lawrence here says, uh, this was past the Matondo, yeah. though, thing of beauty. It, it, re- it really was. Um, Chris says as well, I have a lot more faith in Desers after that game, was worried about that one. I, I think... We'll talk about Rami Matondo first, right? And then we'll come back to Dessers. Joke, I'll come to you and on Rami Matondo then in terms of, I think over the last couple of games, 
Um, I think we've always known there's a player in there, right? You, you don't spend two and a half million, three million, and you don't make moves like he has early on in his career if there isn't ability, right? And obviously we are in the market for maybe players like that that are maybe, they've had a bit of a bump. We're going to try and bring them in. We're going to try and rejuvenate them. I think there's been a difference in Ryan Matondo in the last couple of games. It seems like he's not playing with the pressure anymore. And he's kind of mm-hmm. he's kind of thriving on the opportunity he's getting. And he just looks to be playing with confidence now. It looks to just be a guy that's very much... Well, it looks like the manager wants to keep me around for a reason. I'm going to try and grab it whenever I can. And I think he's been really positive every time I've seen him. He's willing to take the ball, drive at people. It might not necessarily come off every time, but he's willing to do something. I think we've lacked that in games this season already. What do you make of Ravi Matondo? I mean, last night his impact, and and do you think he can have a real impact in this Michael Beal Rangers team going forward? I think he can. I think it's the games, though. It's the type of games he's going to be able to make an impact. And last night was just the exact game. Because if you look at the goal, when we go on the counter-attack, there's four PSV players, but they're all very central. And the, the attack sort of comes out sort of on the side. And if you watch it go back, if you watch Dessers correct his feet to receive the ball, that's what makes the pass. Because I think everybody thinks he's just going to drive. But he doesn't. He plays the ball in the Tondo, great finish, and I think you can tell by the celebration where he's, you know, he's holding the shirt up and he's got his name. I think that's that's his confidence coming out. And that's what he relished that. I was like, who wouldn't? But I think it meant, I think it meant the world to him last night. Um, and like you say, he's playing with that weight off his shoulders. Deals bring them on at the right time in games, the last couple of games, which I think's helping build that confidence because he's doing positive things. He's direct, which he always has been direct, but it's the final third or it's maybe the decision making previously that sort of got folk on his back and then you know the murmurs and the moans coming from the stadium and folk online about him but like you say there's a player there he hasn't made the moves that he's made if there's not something there that people have seen and i think Beale is managing that now and, and is just trying to edge that out of him in the right games so I think he will have an impact across the season, yes, and I, and I do hope he has an impact next week because the game, I think, next week will be wide open for a player with his pace. I think you're right, and I think it's something that Michael Beale is going to have to think about. I think I wouldn't be surprised if you see him Abdallah Seymour or Rabi Matondo again, and it might he might feel that Rabi Matondo deserves to get to get the shirt for that night. Um, I think it depends on this weekend, which we can come to in the, in the future, but... I agree with a lot of your points you've made there. I, I I actually really loved the celebration last night because there's a bit of arrogance in it, and I like that. I think you've got to have that as a footballer if you want to progress to the next level. You've really got to feel like, regardless of where your form's been, where you've been playing, when you come in the pitch the next time, you're going to show everyone you're better than them. And I like that. Um, I know a lot of people may be look at that and think, yeah, that's the first time you've done anything in ages, but that's someone that looks like he's got a point to prove now, and that can only be good for us. Um Comment here from Rangers on tour. I'm all for the Rabi Matondo redemption arc yet. Yeah, I think we all are. Uh, same for Robert Carmichael here. I hope the redemption for Rabi. Really hope he can kick on. I think everyone's in the same position with him. He's actually quite fondly looked at, I think, from the support, which is quite a strange one for a player that's not really made an impact. But I think yeah. a lot of people are, get behind him. They want to see him succeed. It's a bit of a strange one. Dave, what do you, what do you make then? Uh, um, before we jump back to Dessers, what do you make of Rami Matondo? Jock made a good point there. It kind of depends on the game. And I think he's right. Um, and if I'm being honest, I, I'm not sure if our game against Ross County of the weekend suits him. But I think I expect him to play now to say, because he's I making an impact. I actually wouldn't start him against County. Yeah. Bring him on for the last half hour. Absolutely. Yeah. But that is going to be running at 10 men. Um, yeah. And apart, all right, he had that moment in the box that had a wee bit of the Joe Rebo about it, where he sort of danced through them, but ultimately he was blocked. And I mean, that's fair enough. You know, it's, did more than most would have managed in that circumstance. I don't think Ross County suits him. So for me, I would rather he comes on, gets half an hour, and line him up for the PSV game rather than potentially putting him in against Ross County. Nothing comes off because their box is full of defenders, basically. And, you know, before you know it, his confidence is gone again. The other thing that I think, I mean, I'll probably get called awfully negative here, but I just think we need to be careful with Madondo. He's had a couple of good games now, spells in games. Let's not get too carried away with the boy just yet. He needs to do this over an extended period. And I'm not meaning every single game. 
because no player does every single game. Even Haaland has games he doesn't score, for Christ's sake. But he needs to do it over an extended period and show that this isn't just some sort of flash in the pan for me. I hope he does. I really do. He seems like a nice guy. As you say, I do like that arrogance, actually, belief in yourself, which I think was probably missing a bit. He looked a bit lost sometimes last season. So, you know, I hope it does come good for him, but let's not put too much pressure on him just yet. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think we have to be patient. Um, I think I think that goes with all players at the moment. I think especially the new players. I, I know I know you can't really consider Riley Matondo a new player. He's been here for a year, but he's not played a lot of football. Didn't really get a look in last season at all. And then he picked up an injury and Michael Beale came in. So he's not got a lot of game time under his belt. So yeah, we probably need to be patient with him. But I think as long as we see a wee bit more consistency from him, people can get behind him. Uh, and I think that's yeah. what you're looking for. There's a great comment here from Chris that says... Uh, Rabbi Maradona. So <laughs> that goes completely against your point, yep. Dave, of giving yep. him time and being patient. No pressure, mate. No pressure. I thought I, would, I thought I would bring that one up because I quite like that one. Um, Jog, I'll come back to you then. David touched upon Serial Dessas before and, and being honest and maybe saying he wasn't rating him last night and he, and he does that. I think I read today that that's six games for Serial Dessers and he's got two goals and three assists, I believe. That someone in the mm-hmm. comment may be able to tell me if that's uh, statistics incorrect. But I actually still don't think we've seen the best of him. And I felt last night we weren't really playing to his strengths at all. I felt last night we were playing to him as if it was Alfredo Morelos and we we're looking for him yeah. to hold everything and battle in the air and flick things on. And it wasn't really working. I'm not going to lie. So I-, I still think there's more to come from Dessers in terms of the style to get the best out of him as a player, but how how important is it that even when he's not playing at his best or we're not utilising him correctly, he's still delivering. You know, two goals and three assists in six games is, is pretty good. Um, something which shouldn't be scoffed at. You know, how impressed have you been with Dessers and is this really, is he, he's grabbing that kind of number nine shirt as his own now, isn't he? And he, he wants to be the main man up front. Yeah, they say he's grabbing it, and he he may not be scoring goals, but he's contributing, and he's you know and he's creating chances. I'd be more worried if he wasn't giving assists and he wasn't making the keeper make saves, but he's making the keeper work. He's just not scoring, but he's in the right places. I'd be more worried that case because in his, that case he's going missing in games and it's just an empty jersey in the park. But we're not seeing that. He's you can see he's integrated well into the team and he's tr- trying what Beal's asking him to do, and he's still producing numbers, they're just not goals. But I still think he, he's, he, he's coming in the, the Scottish Premier League from the Dutch League. He'll do all right. I still, yeah. still think he's probably going to do better on the European front. But again, he needs to get up to speed, and we'll see how we, how we go, uh, whether it be Champions League or Europa League. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think he will do better in European football. I think it suits him more. I'm not really sure if he's going to thrive when it's packed defences. Even though he is a big guy, I'm not really sure that's the type of player he is. Um, but yeah, I certainly think it's really positive. And I know we've said this about Serial Dessers and the manager said that about him actually, that he's he's kind of behind fitness-wise. And he, and, and he keeps saying in press conferences, uh, he said it the other day, that you know I'm getting there, I'm at 85 90% now. Well, if he continues to get better every game, You'd like to think he's he is actually legitimately telling the truth that he is feeling better every single game and we're going to get more and more out of him. And I, listen, I've got no doubt that, that he can score twenty plus goals a season for Rangers with the amount of chances we should create. So look, he start he started well. I think there's more to come. But certainly I think there's more positivity around ne- and the negativity around serial deserts now. I think that was a bit different two weeks ago. Yeah. Um so look, really positive. Hope we can capitalize on that uh, moving forward. I'm trying to uh, split the positive and negatives here, but I'm going to come back to you, David. The the set piece goal for PSV, uh, I think it's I said I think I said this last night. Weirdly similar to last year because it yeah. pretty much happened, wasn't it? Went two one up and they and they scored a a set piece from a corner. It comes off the Ong's back, which I didn't realise at Ibrox last night. I thought it was just a great header, right? So there's yeah. a bit of me going, no, you don't lose a set piece, but that looked a good header. Actually, it's quite fortunate, right? It's hit off his back, but still, you the ball in that area, I, I think it's maybe a wee bit too far for Jack Button to come out, but you're just wanting one of your centre-halves there or anyone in that area to just deal with it, and we don't. Right. How disappointed were you last night, especially with the momentum we'd built up at yeah. that stage? We've just giving it straight back to, to PSV. And actually, I, I think if we're honest, we would probably say the last 10 minutes of the game was pretty back and forth because of that. Because I think yeah. PSV felt 
we could potentially go and kill the tie here. Um, and it made a pretty open game. How disappointed were you with that goal? I was very, very disappointed with it. There's a couple of things to it for me. So one is, obviously, as you say, you just want your centre back to be in there thumping that clear with the header. You know, just put it out to the wing, get rid of it, then push out and worry about it. But I think ultimately the most disappointing thing was just how quickly it followed our goal. You felt like we were going to get a real lift from that. It wasn't, I mean, yes, you know, it puts ahead, but I think it was just the sheer quality of the goal as well. You could feel it in the team, you know, they, they were on the up. And then it was like someone just took a pen and popped the balloon because, you know, when the matter of minutes, PSV are level again. And it's like, oh, okay, now we're back to square one. And it was quite end-to-end after that. And I think that probably was just as a result of how that game had gone, you know, going into the lead, then conceding, doing it a second time, I think. Actually, surprisingly, going by the commentators, I think the team's strength... I'm trying to think how to play this. I think technically they're a little better than us, it's fair to say. But when we play to our strengths, I reckon just, you know, putting the ball in the net, we're actually not as far away as we are on a technical level. I think it's just we have two different kinds of gameplays. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's disappointing. But to be honest, if you'd said to me before the match, would you take a draw? Yeah, absolutely, I would have. So I suppose disappointment, but tempered with the fact that actually it still leaves us in a reasonable position. I think a lot of people would have been in the same situation as you last night, David. I wasn't I wasn't very confident last night going into that game just in what I'd seen from Rangers this season and you knew how good PSV we were. I think they showed that in, in various spells last night. They are a top team uh, and, and they're going to give it everything to get to that Champions League. And I actually think if they do get there, I'm hoping they don't, but I think they'll give a good account of themselves if they do get there. They do, they do look a top team. You're bang on to say in terms of uh, stylistically battle, they look technically above us. Uh, but I think you're buying on to say that doesn't mean you can't win a game of football. You can set up differently. You can make it difficult for them. I've just had a look there at the, the XG. Their XG last night was 1.24 and ours was 1.08. There's really nothing between it. Um, yeah. So it shows you that we were able to create just as good chances as they were last night. And that, and that's what it's all about. I have to be honest, though, from a, just from a neutral point of view, some of the football they played last night was actually really good to watch. You're just hoping it doesn't go in the back of the net because they're playing yeah. against Rangers, but you're just being honest yeah. and looking at it going, they actually play some really good stuff. So. If you were watching that on the TV and it wasn't a Rangers, yeah. it was just a domestic Dutch game, you'd proper appreciate that. Yeah, and, uh, As you say, you're more worried it's going in our net when we're playing them, but yeah, crack, crack and play, to be fair. Yeah, I th- definitely. From a neutral point of view, you can appreciate it, can't you? We all, we all enjoy football for what it is. I'm sure Rangers comes first, you just want to win, but sometimes <laughs> you can appreciate the football that's in the park. And uh, it was at, you've made a good point there. It was actually a really good game of football last night, genuinely. It went back and forth, uh, and I think that's exactly what you want from those Champions League, those big playoff rounds, um, and I'm sure that's what UEFA are looking for as well. Um, I'm going to stick with you then, before we come on to maybe talk about what the result means in terms of next week, I'm going to stick with you, David, because I realise you got the negative there at the set piece, so I've got a couple of players here that, um, in my opinion, were, were positive for Rangers last night that we've not mentioned already. I, I'll give you Todd Cantwell first. Um <sighs> Again, really impressed with Todd Campbell again last night. There was there was there was periods of the game last night where I think he fell out of it a wee bit, but it wasn't really his fault. He just couldn't get the ball at all, but he was yeah. still pressing aggressively. When he did get it, he was willing to drive forward. There was one in the first half where they've pressed him out to the right hand side, and he's managed to to flick the ball through to Fuentes, right. and we break from it. I just thought again last night. Todd Campbell showed how good a player he is. There's actually something worth mentioning here. I think I read a tweet today from someone watching the game last night saying it's clear that Todd Campbell isn't a Champions League level player. I'm not really sure what game uh, this individual was watching last night because Todd Campbell was arguably our best player last night. So just wanted to get that in there because I thought that was a bit of a strange one. What did you make of of Todd Campbell's performance last night and and can't he go and and be the match winner for us in the Netherlands? Without a doubt. Without a doubt he can. I, I would genuinely say at the moment and this isn't to say, you know, as we go through the season, it might improve. But at the moment, I would say Campbell is a level above anyone else, outfield player-wise. Um, 
I think we saw that kind of 45 from Raskin in the second leg against Servette. That that came pretty close. But yeah. just seeing it in sustained periods and games, Cantwell is just on a different level. I'm honestly gobsmacked that we managed to pick that boy up for a million, million and a half from Norwich. Um, he, for me, and I mean, I'm not saying that he's there yet, but you can see why he was so highly rated as a youngster. And the only thing that worries me now is how long we're going to have him for, if I'm being totally honest. Don't do answers. I don't want to think about that. No, no. Uh, I just want to enjoy him. I just want to enjoy yeah. him. But yeah you, yeah, yeah, you made a lot of good points here. I think Todd Cantwell's came up here with a bit of a, a point to prove and we're now getting the best of them. And it does show, of course, they don't always work. Every transfer doesn't work out right. There's always going to be some that don't. But he is a great example of maybe picking people up that are a bit of a low in their career and bringing them back up to that level. And I think he's already got there. And I think you're completely right. I, I agree with you. He is a level above everyone else in the squad outfield. He, he can do things that other players in the, in the team can't. And he can influence a game, I think, I think in, other way, in, in ways that other players can't. So really positive. I, I came for your thoughts on him as well, Jock, Todd Cantwell, last night. Um, what did you make of his performance? Just ran his socks off. Um, he said his, I watched his um, interview after the game, and he just says that you know this club, he says the fans appreciate the commitment, and if you show the commitment when you're on the park, the fans will get behind you. Fans have been behind him since day one, and you can tell that he really, really enjoys playing at Rangers. And like you say, it's it's. I just hope we hold him for a long time because yeah. he has as his ability to take the ball and be surrounded by players, but the vision then and the technical ability to then pick the pass out that takes those three players out of the game, nobody else in the team has that. Yeah. He's, he's levels above anybody else with that ability, and he, he can start so much and he can get us out of so much situation, especially when we're, he's sort of deeper in front of our, our, our defence. He's in that sort of grey area in between the midfield and, and the de- defence. He doesn't shirk the ability. He wants the ball. He'll take the ball on, even if he's got two boys chasing him. He'll turn, he'll twist, he'll do what he can. Then he finds a pass over and over again and gets us out of sticky situations. He's just a a brilliant, brilliant footballer. See, the other thing that I didn't mention, Ross, just real quick, that surprised me about Campwell is his work rate. Yeah. It just dawned on me as Jock was speaking there. I don't think we can comment about that enough. I... I thought when we got him, we were getting an Ozil-type player that, you know, a bit of a luxury player, might be quite lazy, but just had that incredible vision and ability. But from day one, the boy has worked his backside off every game he's played. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and, and I think that was something he commented on, didn't he, when he first signed? He was saying he wasn't really sure why he was given that kind of lazy tag. And, and yeah. it looks like he's trying to prove every single game that <laughs> that's not the type of player he is. I was, I, I was fortunate enough to, to cover the game for us last night at iBooks for the podcast. And, and, and I actually left the press room last night. He was giving his interview. And that, that was the one line I heard from him when he was given it was, it's an absolute honour to play for this club. And hearing that so close was something yeah. that, like resonated with me because I thought that that's exactly what you want to hear from a player that plays for Rangers. You just want them to give everything. I'm not expecting everyone to be a fan, but I'm expecting yep. when you are here and you pull on the shirt, you give everything and see if you do. The fans will they'll they'll, they'll wave you off and and wish you all the best yep. for the future. That's what it's all about. Um, so that's really good to to hear from him last night. I'll stick with you then, Jock. 
Uh, this one's uh, probably a bit of a personal one because I thought he was great last night. I don't think he's getting the accolades for it. Connor Goldson last night, I thought it was immense. <laughs> Genuinely, I thought he was immense. I, I thought he was always there in terms of if Tavernier was, was caught out, out of positions, maybe slightly harsh to maybe get in behind him. He was the one making the block. Certain yeah. last-ditch tackles. I think he's he's won a few headers. There was one that just went by the post last night. Um, but he's there. He's making the blocks. You can see him leading from the back. What did you make of Conor Goldson last night? Because I, I, I think he was Rangers man of the match last night. Yeah, you're kind of just getting used to that from, from Conor Goldson. You, you know what you're going to get from him. You're going to get that that sort of calm, calmness about when he's in the team. You, you Whenever you see him in the, in the back line, you know, right, okay, it's going to be a settled back line. And like you yeah. say last night, he filled in positions when he needed to when Tavis went forward. He was out there. If it wasn't him, it was Jack. You know, he led the, led the line whenever... Whenever we were defending, the ball was coming in wide. He was stepping out. He was blocking. You know, he had a couple of blocks. He had a couple of clearances from inside the box. He just does. He does the basics, and that's that's all you can ask. And he does the basics well. Um, the only downside I think of Conor Goldson is he's just he's just not scoring the goals. He he was scoring a couple of years back. Um, I can't remember last time he scored from a, you know, a set piece. I just think that that's my only gripe with Conor Goldson. Is there's not enough goal contributions anymore because we're so used to him scoring. Yeah, um, he went couple... through a good stage, didn't he, of scoring Aye. from set pieces, and it's just completely dried up. Um, I'm not sure what's happened there. Yeah, but I can't fault him. He was, he was, he was, he was solid. Yeah, and, that, and it's exactly what you want on that stage, don't you? You want a centre half that's going to be commanding. Um, I think him and John Souter are actually a really good partnership, and they're definitely developing a really good partnership. John Souter is worth mentioning as well. Last night, you know, I thought he done well. Uh, I just thought Connor Goldson last night showed, in my opinion, why he's our best centre back and why he's so important. He was there in crucial times, making the blocks uh, and really keeping us in the game at certain points. So I just wanted to highlight him there. David, I'll come back to you then. Just maybe have a look at what the where where is your mind for next week then in terms of the mindset going to Eindhoven? Do you think we've put ourselves in a really good position to progress? Did you maybe feel we had to get a victory last night to stand a chance? Where's your mindset? Uh, of course, uh, there's a week to go; it can change. But yeah. you've had 24 hours after the game last night to assess. Are you, are you feeling more positive or are you maybe a wee bit yeah. negative about this potential? Um, I'm probably more positive after last night than I have been any other game this season, if I'm being totally truthful with you. And that includes the Livingston game, because, yeah, we scored three right at the end and 4-0 looks great, but realistically, we did toil for quite a bit of that game. I think... In this game, we're starting to see those moments of class. What's missing at the moment is putting them together in a consistent run through an entire game. But we're starting to see these sort of passages of play, link-ups between players coming together. It is only certain times, so I'm not going to get too carried away just yet. But I think going over their level, it's some real good position. It's just there's no away goals anymore, so it's just a straight shootout, you know. Yeah. Whoever wins by a goal or more wins. So I, I don't see any reason we can't progress. That said, I don't think it's going to be an easy game. I do think we maybe need to be a bit smarter about our game management as well. Um, and again, that's probably evidenced most by that second goal that we scored and then they scored when a couple of minutes. So that's probably yeah. the takeaway that Beal's going to have to think about, right? If we do get ahead, how do we just lock the game down? And that doesn't mean kind of retreat into your 18 yard line and just defend them for your lives. Obviously we still need to be able to play and push them, but we just need that bit more firmness. Cause as we've all agreed, I think at times, the sort of wide areas, especially around the fullbacks, was getting massively exploited. Yeah, I think you're buying on. I think it could be just kind of subtle changes that we referenced earlier in terms of maybe a John Lundstrom coming into midfield for a Jose Cifuentes. Yep. These wee things can make a big difference. Uh, and I'm sure I, I agree with you. I, I think Michael B will set up slightly differently 
um, next week and it maybe won't be as like high pressing. They'll maybe give PSV <coughs> all the pressure is on PSV to come out and play. They're in front of their right. home fans. They lost the tie last year. There will be pressure on them from their home crowd to to come out and they, they, they might be looking for the like you know PSV to batter us next week, right? So yeah. that's maybe something we can play on. Um, so yeah, Jock, what about yourself? Where, where's your current mindset when it comes to to next week? How are you feeling about it? Like you, you put the, hit the nail on the head there. I, I think the process is that we should be looking to frustrate them, especially yeah. early doors, because we want the crowd to turn on them. Because the fans last night were turning on them. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that was that was an away game, and the fans were giving them grief. So if we can do that at home, you know what it's like. Ibrox when the things aren't going the way, Ibrox can be a horrible place to play football. FFS stuff. If we can try and do that to them. I could go in our favour. I mean, it's 2-2. Thankfully, there's no away goals rules anymore. So, as Bill says, it's a cup final, really. We know what's at the end of the cup final, a big pot of money. And another you know, another six games. So, yeah. um, I, I think, I don't think we'll go out all out for it, but I do think Bill will, will probably try and nullify that midfield if we can. And then we need to we need to try and counter them, like you say, like the goal that we scored against them. We need to try and exploit that fact that they're going to be pushing hard for a goal. Um, yeah. But I do think if we can get that crowd turning, and, and I think that, that could be a big part to play. I think you're bang on. Uh, I think we need to go there and try and frustrate them. I think if we go and we go toe to toe, I think that could be a long night for us. I think we have to be honest, and uh, you know, if if you you press this team high in their own ground, they're used to it. They might pick you off. And you really don't want that. Let's go. Let's frustrate them. That doesn't mean being negative and sitting back the whole game. But let's go and slow the game down, potentially. You know, do these annoying things that you see in European footballer teams right. do to slow the game down, take your time. I, I think this is what I see, what I see from Rangers uh, next week, and I, I'm hoping they can pull it off. We'll just touch then, just before we come to, obviously coming towards the end, but we'll, we'll touch on, just before we touch on Tom Lawrence, I'm just keen on your thoughts for this weekend. I know we're a bit early to preview the game. I'll sit with yourself first, Jock. Is there anyone from last night that you feel, you know, it may be coming off the bench that really did? We spoke about Matondo before, so you maybe don't need to mention him. Is there anyone you're feeling that you'd like to see more or when they came on last night made an impact? Is there anyone you think has to come in for this team against Ross County of the weekend? I think I think Danilo needs to come in. And I think, I think I'm assuming Lammers will, will probably come in as well. Um, Lammers come on and, and and you know we had a good moment at, at, the, at the sort of the end of the game where he, he had the shot that was saved well, um, and then Danilo's shot was the you know, rebound shot was then blocked. So yeah. I think I think I think Lammers maybe needs a wee goal just to try to help him kick on. And I think Danilo as well a goal at the weekend. So I'd say they'll come in. Um, I'd say probably Lundstrom will probably start the game as well because either say he came on, but last night's game suits him. They see yeah. it running, chasing, hunting down. That's you know that's a sort of bread and butter. Uh, and he, he he sort of harassed them last night when they did come on. Um, so I'd say we'll probably see Lundstrom as well. Yeah, I I actually agree with you. Uh, I think we'll see John Lundstrom this weekend. And uh, I, I also agree that it's not the game for him. You just wish you could flip the two around. Yeah. Um, but I understand Michael. But, uh, it's something that I feel really sorry for Michael Beale in this. I mean, I shouldn't feel sorry for the Rangers manager, right? It's a privilege. But in terms of it's so different, the styles of football, when we play in Europe, it's so different yeah. to domestic football for us. How do you set a squad up to combat that? You're, do, you're, you're doing tactical stuff. You're doing shape and training. It, it must be it must be a, a bit of a headache, to be honest, instead of just having your team play a certain way every single game and getting into that rhythm. We just don't really have that, unfortunately. But look, that's a beauty of playing for Rangers. Get used to it and deliver. You've still got to deliver. What about yourself then, Dave? Is there anyone that you don't have to answer this with a yes, by the way? It could be, no, you know, I want to see the same team at Ross County. What, what did you make last night? Do you agree with Jock that at least Danilo needs to come back in? Yeah, I think I think we need to with Danilo. As Jock mentioned earlier, you know, this guy cost us €6 million. Euros, so, you know, quite bluntly, we can't afford for him to be sitting on the bench. That said, Dessers should start. Um, as I said earlier, you know, I had my doubts for PSV, but that was predominantly around his match fitness. I think this is the sort of game that you do play him in, that you give him those minutes just to get him up to speed. I wouldn't be surprised if 
we see Balogun come in for Suter just to try and protect him a little bit. And I think you're right. I do think Lundstrom will start probably in place of Ryan Jack. I also think we'll maybe see Cantwell drop back a line and then Lammers going in to that kind of 10 position. So for me, that would be it. Um, I'd, yeah, Danilo for Sima is probably the obvious one because it, it was a wonder goal. But, you know, for large parts of that game, he wasn't great. And ultimately, Danilo's our player. Sima's only here for a year. So, yeah. you know, if you have to prioritise one of them, it's got to be your own player. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think the quicker we can get Danilo up to speed, domestic football, get him banging in the goals, the better. Um, because I think he will be the long-term option up there. Whether that's with Dessers or not, I'm not sure. But I, I think he's going to be the main man going forward for Rangers. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. Just before we finish then, uh, and I want both your opinions on this, actually, when it comes to Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence played for the, for the B team today at the Rangers Trading Centre against Hamilton. Uh, the team won 4-2. Uh, Tom Lawrence actually managed to grab a goal today. Now this is I, he's obviously came he came off the bench. Was it against Hamburg? He came off the bench in preseason, and I don't yeah. think we've seen him since. Yeah. Um, what I think I think the best question to ask here is how excited are you to see Tom Lawrence? You know, getting closer to coming back because I I think he's a profile player we don't really have right now. I think he's something a little bit different. I'll go to you first, Jock. How? Beneficial would it be to, to Michael Beale and this Rangers team to have a Tom Lawrence back in the squad? Oh, massively. Lucy, he, um, he missed all of last season, really. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate. So it's one of those cliches where he's, you know, he's going to ask him like a brand new player. Um, and then we see him pre season. You know, we're good to see, glad to see him get the minutes. And I thought, right, he's going to kick on from here. Then slight setback. But again, I saw his goal today. It was a good finish. Um, Good sort of driving in, in the box, quick feet, and then tidy finish, which we know he has. We've sort of yeah. seen in glimpses. He's one of those guys who's not afraid to take a shot from outside the box, which is something I've been crying out at this Rangers team for years. It's something to just take caught shots because that's something we don't do. We try to walk the ball in the net sometimes, which is frustrating. Um, initially, when he first sort of came in, well, sorry, McDowell come first come in, I kind of thought, one if he's going to be sort of similar mode to Lawrence. Um, but he's not. I think Lawrence is a better player, and I just I want to see what he can offer. I just want because he can be something different whenever we need that something different, especially if the game's not going our way. You know, he can come in and, and make make a real difference. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think what I like about Tom Lawrence as well is the grit. He's got yeah. that wee bit of like nasty side to him, uh, and I think you need that. You need that in every team. I think John Lundstrom is a wee bit of that. Todd Campbell's got a wee bit of that. But the more of them, the better. I think as long as you're not too right. unbalanced with them, but you definitely want guys giving their all when they're in the team. And look, I'm I'm completely with you. I think it's a it's a type of player we don't really have right now. Willing to take shots on, willing to burst into the box late runs. I think we're missing that at the moment after Scott Arfield's departure. I've not really seen a lot of it from Sifuentes as of yet. I'm hoping that comes with time. So, look, I'd really, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Tom Lawrence back. What about yourself, David? Are you looking forward to seeing Tom Lawrence return? I'm looking forward to seeing him return. Um, I think, to be fair, you guys have kind of covered most of the points. You know, he does give us something totally different to probably any of the other players that we've got in that position. The one thing that I do fear is where exactly does Tom Lawrence fit into Michael Beale's plans? Because he's brought a lot of attacking players in. Yes, Lawrence is different, but he occupies the same space as quite a few of those players. Um, yeah. And that's something I would actually quite like to get some clarity from if you know, next time you're in a press conference, <laughs> if you want to ask him that, yeah. go for it. Nah, um, I, I think Lawrence has got a role to contribute overall. I would suspect, unless one of the new sign-ins bombs, that it may be more as an impact player. I think you're right. I think you're right until we can see Tom Lawrence at, at full fitness again. I think he will be an impact player, but I think what an impact player it is, you know, the Aye. experience he's got behind him to be coming off the bench in SPFL games and trying to make an impact, I think that's really good. Um, so if he continue to maybe get some minutes with the B team, maybe some closed-door friendlies for him and things like that to get him up to speed, to get him back into the squad, 
yeah, that'll be great. And I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I absolutely loved Tom Lawrence last year before he yeah. got injured. Um, I he thought he was flying, fine. Wasn't he? Yeah. he was a player I was excited about because he was just a bit different to what we had. And I think he started to show that that game away at Easter Road. I know we drew two all, but he was really, really good that day. Yeah. He gets his goal and things like that. And it's just so unfortunate that he gets that injury just so quickly into his Rangers career. It is, it is a bit of a shame. But that's us for tonight. That's been a really good podcast. I've really, I've really enjoyed it. Remember, everyone, you can find us on the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can follow and subscribe to the podcast and all your major podcast platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, all these ones. Please subscribe to the channel. If you if you enjoy the content, give the video a like. It, it really helps us out. It keeps it keeps us going, bringing the content back to you. And yeah, just left to, to thank the guest now, Jock. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. Yep, thank you, David. Thanks for your time. It's good to have you back. Yeah, cheers for having me, Ross. Yeah, been an absolute pleasure. Remember, I think we'll be back on Sunday. We may have a preview out for the game against Ross County this week. I'm not sure. I should really know the schedule off by heart, but we will definitely be back on Sunday to review uh, all that game at Dingwall, and then we'll look ahead to, to Eindhoven next week. But yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.